Welcome to That's Animal, the podcast where kids learn about some of the most extraordinary animals on our planet. I'm Brendan Walsh. I'm a zookeeper in Dublin Zoo. Over the course of this six-part series, we'll meet the intrepid kids who have visited Dublin Zoo to learn all about Asian elephants, red pandas, western lowland gorillas, two-toed sloats, scimitar-horned oryx, and even dinosaurs. We'll introduce you to some amazing animal facts. Amazing animal facts! (laughs) Ask you to guess that animal sound. What's that animal? And find out how well you know your animals. Coming up in episode two, we learn all about red pandas. But first, let's see who was on the That's Animal crew this time. Hi, my name is Sky Kumar and I'm 11. Hi, I'm Sarah Locker and I'm 9. Hi, I'm Sunny Kumar and I'm 8. I'm Cece and I'm 5. We're walking from the South American house to the red pandas now. So over there is the likes of the orangutans, the red roof lemurs, the ringtail lemurs. Lots of different uh, species. Our wolves are over there. So here are the red pandas. So these are our red pandas. What do you think of them? So that's Jinpa. Well, he's not fat. He might look fat, but that's just his thick fur. What is a red panda? So a red panda is, if you imagine a pet cat sized animal, it's got thick red fur, a really thick coat with dense fur underneath and kind of longer hairs on top. It's got a red body. It's got kind of very dark brown or black legs. It's got quite large pointy ears and they've got quite big eyes. They've got a a long tail that is brown and red stripes. Um, The reason they have this lovely red coat is to camouflage themselves against the red moss that grows on the trees that they live on. Moss is a very small plant and they have a white face which would also help against the camouflage against uh, a thing called lichen or lichen that grows on trees. But the white also helps them protect against the glare of sunshine. So instead of wearing sunglasses like we do, red pandas, the the white fur on their face is good at reflecting the bright light reflect from the sun but also from the snow that would cover a lot of their natural range in, in the wild. They've also got uh, fur growing on their feet, which is quite unusual. Most animals, they have pads or hooves or just bare skin. Whereas with red pandas, they have a lot of fur covering their feet, which protects them against the cold. Whereas red pandas' feet are quite unique. They have a lot of fur on them and they also have very sharp claws. And they use these sharp claws to go down trees. And what's also unique about red pandas is they're one of the very few animals that can climb down a tree face forward. And that's because they can twist uh, parts of their arms and legs and that can make them go down up and down trees very easy so they're really good climbers they wouldn't always be great jumpers like a monkey could be but they're very good at climbing and going up and down trees where do red pandas come from what is their habitat like so if you can hear me over our lovely chilean flamingos that are living beside us here in the in the red panda area red pandas come from temperate forests which are forests that are found in around Northern Europe and around the Himalayas. And they have a mixture of conifer trees and deciduous trees, which are trees that lose their leaves in the wintertime. During the winter, they get very cold, very cold forests. They have a lot of snow. And where red pandas live, there's lots of trees, but there's also lots of bamboo. A bamboo is a tall grass that grows really fast. Uh, the red pandas eat the leaves off them. Red pandas come from countries like Nepal, Bhutan, 
India and Myanmar. And they're seen in many different ways by different people. And most people, of course, think they're very cute. Culturally, they are quite important to a lot of people. What's that animal? Now it's time for What's That Animal? We're going to play the sound of an animal recorded in Dublin Zoo. See if you can guess which animal it is. Did you make a guess? Find out if you were right later in the episode. RF pandas related to giant pandas. For a long time it was thought that they were, but we now know that they're not closely related at all. They have a common ancestor that goes back a whopping 40 million years ago, and red pandas are more closely related to animals like weasels and uh, raccoons than they are to giant pandas. Red pandas actually have their own family, so they don't have a huge amount of very closely relatives. Most of their close relatives have already become extinct, unfortunately. They are similar to giant pandas in their diet, voice and scent marking uh, habits. But other than that, they are quite different. They eat very similar foods and they're obviously both very cute, very charismatic animals. So when they were first discovered, actually red pandas were discovered 50 years, almost 50 years before giant pandas were. So that's why giant pandas are called giant pandas and not just pandas, because they thought they were related to the red panda. What is life like for them in the wild? What do they eat? So red pandas are either nocturnal or crepuscular. So nocturnal means they're active at night and crepuscular means they're active at dusk and dawn. But that can vary depending on where they are and in the zoo they're often quite active during the day because that's when food arrives. Red pandas spend most of their daytime asleep and resting and before humans had a big impact on their habitat they would have to be careful to watch out for their predators like snow leopards and martens. And martens are cat-sized animals and related to animals like ferrets and weasels and they would hunt them in the wild as well so they have to watch out for things like that most of what they eat is a tall grass called bamboo so they spend most of the time eating bamboo is quite nutritionally poor it's not a very nutritious food for them so they need to eat a lot of it in order to, to remain healthy amazing animal facts <laughs> the blue whale is the largest animal to have ever lived even bigger than any of the dinosaurs they can measure up to 33 meters in length, which is the same as three school buses. Amazing animal facts! How does the zoo try to make them feel at home? We always try, um, when we're building an animal for an area, we always try and make sure we're inspired by nature. And that means trying to copy as closely as possible to what their habitat is like in the wild. So here at Dublin Zoo, we've got a big climbing frame, lots of trees, and of course we give them fresh bamboo every single day. So we either cut it in the zoo, or we get people to bring it to us uh, each week. So every single day, they get about 30 big stalks of bamboo, and bamboo would say is a big, strong grass. In their habitat, they also have a, a shelter or a house. It's got three different rooms in it, and in the, inside there is a nice, uh, warm uh, hay bed and also two feed containers. But the funny thing about red pandas, of course, is that they've got a very warm coat, so they never really feel the need to go into this house. Even when it's very cold and even when we have lots of snow and, in, and it's below freezing, uh, below zero degrees centigrade, they still stay on top of the trees. They almost never stay inside the house. They have such a warm coat that Irish weather would never really get as cold as the environment that they would have uh, originally evolved in. So when you come down in the morning times, no matter how wet or cold the day is, they'll still be sitting outside looking quite happy. What is their personality like? 
So every animal has their own personality. They're all quite, always quite unique. The female uh, Jasmine is a bit more reserved than our male. She is 12 years old and red pandas live in the wild up to about 10 years and in zoos up to about 15 years. So Jasmina is quite old, but she's still in really good health. Jinpa the male is quite inquisitive and he likes to investigate what we're doing. And when we walk in, he'll often walk around our feet. And when we're putting in their bamboo every day, he'll often sit right beside us and is quite happy to get a, a pat on the tail or something like that. But we generally try and keep our distance to make sure that he is more interested in Jasmina than he is interested in us. That's animal. Which is false? Guess which of the following is not true. The largest wild cat is the Amur tiger. One weight in Russia was 384 kilos. That's the weight of about 100 pet cats or two and a half silverback gorillas. Or the Amur leopard found along the forests of the China-Russian border is critically endangered and has a population of just 200. And the answer is the Amur leopard has a wild population of just 100. However, due to conservation efforts, their numbers have risen in the past 10 years. How many red pandas are left in the world? So unfortunately it's not good news. There's about 10,000 red pandas left in the wild and unfortunately those numbers are falling every year. So a lot of their natural habitat, the forests that they live in, are getting uh, chopped down every year to benefit humans, um, where people want more land to grow their crops or to, or to raise cattle. And also um, red pandas are hunted for their fur and also for the illegal pet trade. So they are legally protected in all their countries, but unfortunately lots of people break the law and don't um, protect them. So the numbers are falling. The, up to not so long ago, they were classed as vulnerable, but unfortunately now they're classed as endangered, which means if things don't improve for them soon, they could become extinct in the wild. What is Dublin Zoo doing to help red pandas in the wild? So Dublin Zoo sponsors and supports about 27 different uh, field products or products that are in the wild. And the one that we protect for the Red Panda is called the Red Panda Network. And that is a charity that is trying to uh, connect uh, habitats in the wild. So at one stage there would have been one big huge Red Panda habitat spanning over lots of different countries. But because of deforestation, lots of these habitats have been separated which means some red pandas no longer, well, they find it harder to find an animal that's not related to them to mate with. So the Red Panda Network creates forest corridors where they plant trees and protect those trees, which means red pandas and lots of other animals can move between these forests. And that's why it's so good when you sponsor one species in a project, because really you're not just protecting one species, you're protecting all the other animals that live with the red pandas, the insects, the birds, the reptiles and all the other mammals as well. So yeah, hopefully in the future these animals will become protected. Hunting is a big problem for them. Unfortunately, a lot of some cultures think it's lucky to give a red panda tail as a wedding gift, which of course drives uh, the hunting numbers as well. But by sponsoring this project, we're hoping that maybe in the future things will improve for them. Tell us about the poo. Is the red panda's poo red? So panda poo is mostly dark green, but uh, if they eat something like carrot or anything red, they can change the colour of their poo a bit. And you might see little red bits in it, but the, merely all the food that they eat is bamboo. The little, the little leaves that come on bamboo stalks, they eat them every day. So as a result, then, most of their poo is a very dark green colour. How much poo is there? What do you learn from it? 
there is quite a lot of poo because the food that red pandas eat is nutritionally very good. So a lot of what they eat just goes through their intestine, goes through their stomach, and is deposited outside. So if you imagine quantity of food, quantity of poo for our two red pandas every day, if you imagine a bucket you might have at home in your kitchen from up on the floor, about one quarter of that would be full of poo every day. So that's, that's a big part of our job is picking up the poo. So every day, every morning we come down and we pick up all the poo, we put a glove in our hand and we put it into the bucket. About, on rare occasions, they also eat birds and mammals, which of course would check, would, would change the, the, the makeup of their poo. But generally their poo looks the same. We also take little samples of poo once a month and we, we, we send those samples off to a university in Singapore, a zoo in Singapore and they are analysing it to assess the health of the animal. So the poo of an animal can give a lot of information about their health, and it can also, hormones in our body, when we're finished with our hormones, they come out in their poo as well. So lots of different animals in the zoo, we can analyse their animal's poo from gorillas to elephants to red pandas, and we can assess to see uh, whereabouts the animals are in the reproductive cycle, which means if they're pregnant, when might the baby be due, or if they're not pregnant, when are they most likely to become a mammy. Very interesting. Thank you. What's that animal? Earlier in the episode, we played you the sound of an animal recorded in Dublin Zoo, and we asked you to guess which animal it was. Here it is again. Well, did you make a guess? That was the sound of a Californian sea lion in Dublin Zoo. If you said seal, you're correct as sea lions are also known as eared seals. Did you get it right? What's that animal? That's it for episode two of That's Animal. Join us next time where we will learn all about the Western Lowland Gorilla. And remember, you can catch up on the series on the RT Junior app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's Animal is written and presented by me, Brendan Walsh, and produced by Paul Lochran. Executive producer and musical team is Nikki Coughlin. Thanks to the intrepid explorers on this episode, Stella and Sienna Lochran, and Sky and Sonny Kumar. Thanks to all the team in Dublin Zoo for the support in making this podcast. See you next time.